everybody. Today is my very first podcast ever with living with the in-laws. It is March 30th, 2022, and this will be an exciting adventure for all of us. I am starting this podcast because I believe others need to hear the story of how in-laws can irritate us, provoke us, and how we can cope with them and be able to handle situations. Because either we're living with them, working with them, partying with them, vacationing with them. They are part of our everyday lives, whether we like it or not. So hey, let's get started, shall we? First thing I wanted to introduce is, why did I start this podcast? Well, I can't find anything about in-laws anywhere. I think it's something we all hide and we don't talk about with others because we don't know how to explain things to people without getting involved in others' drama. Like, honestly, if my family ever found out about this, yes, they would seriously kill me. But I think it's important because we all have these things we are dealing with and we all need to share it because this is how I can cope with it personally as me and getting it out there. I have so many stories that I feel like I can connect and be involved with with others. And I think in-laws is our number one problem here as being married and having kids. And I really think others want to hear it. So for today's topic, I really wanted to dive into the very, very beginning of the conflict of interest with my in-laws and where it all began. And that is the wedding. The weddings are always so complicated in marriages and dealing with in-laws. But most of all, today is actually something I want to discuss about my mom and how my husband handled my his in-law. Believe it or not, I actually didn't meet my in-laws um, at the very beginning of our relationship because they lived in another state and we met in undergrad at a college. So I only met them a couple of times before we even got married, which I know a lot of you would say, oh, lucky her. And honestly, I think I was lucky that way, but also I didn't realize what I was marrying into. And I'm not meaning that in a bad way. It's just I never saw the other side of that family. When I met my in-laws the first few times, I absolutely loved them. They are very caring people. I will give you that. But the more you know somebody, the more complicated relationships can be and the more they get involved. Let me say that again. They do get involved a lot more later on. But that's not what we're going to discuss today. Today is all about that wedding. So, number one question I have is, do you invite both moms to pick out the wedding dress? And I'm going to have to say, yes, do it. You may not know your mother-in-law very well, but let me tell you, this is how you start that relationship. And she's either going to love you for it or hate you even more. But this is how we reunite each other and get to know each other without starting it in a bad place. I feel inviting the new in-laws to these special moments is very important because not only do you not know if they have other siblings, they have other weddings to go to, but they also see the other side of you and you see the other side of them. So always invite them to pick out the wedding dress, both of them, because one mom may always feel left out and the other will not. I also have to say that 
moms and mother-in-laws, well, this is just as special as a day for them as it is for you because their baby is getting married to a stranger. And so you want them to be included. Um, but that started out to be the good relationship starter for both sides of the relationship. Another question I always hear about with in-laws is, do you meet and greet both sides of the families? And I say, yes, do this before the wedding. This way you see how other siblings react to the other side of the family and it doesn't bring up drama at the wedding. You want it not to be a surprise of awkwardness in front of other guests. And it gets people more comfortable who they're dealing with and how to handle situations. Because at weddings, both sides of personalities start to come out. And you just want to keep it cool and have it be your special day. And I know this is very important to a lot of girls. On that note, I suggest you always have a meet and greet before the wedding. Just do it. I promise you, it will do you wonders. Now, for my third question that I always get asked is, do you need to include your spouse's siblings in a wedding reception? Yes. I think it's a good idea to include them because you're getting everyone involved. And I think one side of the family will see that you're not joining the other side of the family and you want them to all be contributing to this new project of this wedding. It reunites people and um, honestly, I mean, it is your wedding day and you should make your own choices, but I think this would be a better situation for everybody. So do what you think is best, but I for one have learned to just include everybody whether they get along or they don't. So just do it. So number four is a big thing for a lot of girls. Um, my sister-in-law wanted to do everything for my wedding. I mean everything. And it happened to be that since my in-laws lived out of state, we were going to do another reception. And I am not at all of of wedding planner. I'm not a party person. Like I'm not very good at it. Like when birthdays come around, I just... It's something I dread because I'm not very good at it. And I don't know how others are. Like, I like to do them, but I'm not good at throwing them. It's not my best talent. I can just say that. So I gifted her uh, the ability of planning that reception down there for me. And I didn't care what she did. I was like, go ahead, do whatever you want. And that made it so she was happy, I was happy, my mother-in-law was happy. And it was a good connection, and we got to um, agree on something. And I think um, if you can't meet somewhere during these times of um, uncertainty of your wedding plans, just try and do the minimum. Make someone happy, do it for her, do it for yourself. And I was so happy to just not have to do it. Now, after all that wedding situations going on, I think you need to include your sister-in-law, make others happy, but also make yourself happy. If you're not comfortable, then you need to talk to your spouse and have him deal with the situation because it's his family and he has to be the one to stick up for you. And also, he has that connection with his mom, his dad, his sister, his brother, whoever, and he has to be the one to do that. You don't want to show your bad side of you. Let me tell you, it can end badly. But what I really wanted to bring is my story. 
And part of this podcast is me kind of sharing what's going on in my life and how I've dealt with my in-laws. And you may all have your own stories, but, um, and I would love to hear them if you want to send me an email, comment, whatever. This is just something that's happened to me. And this is more of the in-laws with my husband and how he fell at our wedding. Because I didn't really know my in-laws. Um, I mean, I met them a few times, but like I said, until you living with them, being by them, working with them, you never see that side of them until it all comes out and then you see the real them. So my husband actually got to see my, my mom's side from the very beginning. So when you hear about Bridezilla, no, my mom is like Momzilla, if that's how you want to call it. I don't know. But she goes crazy, crazy, crazy with weddings. I don't know what it is, but something about her good side completely turns into a Bridezilla in-law. <laughs> I don't know how you want to word it. So my mom can just be the nicest, sweetest person and everyone enjoys her, but don't ever plan a wedding with her. And trust me, I've had several sisters. I'm not going to say how many because that would give away kind of who I am. But I've gone through wedding after wedding and each wedding you can see this personality in her just completely change and it can be crazy. I think also seeing my mom, I kind of sympathize for my sister-in-law um because she's my mom's her in-law and I just know how terrible that whole wedding went for them and there's only so much you can do with my mom because she is a one-sided person and she has to win she is a winner at every conversation every holiday event she has to win her side she's just that person and so I truly feel bad for her um my mom is a sweet person I love my mom but like I said, don't get involved in weddings with her because it's just totally different. And I'm going to explain why and how my husband dealt with her very well. So from the beginning, uh, when I got married and engaged, my parents were completely, they were broke. Uh, we had so many siblings. My dad lost his job. So any expenses that were going to go to this wedding was from me. I was working and I knew I only had so much money, so I worried about wedding. This wedding, um, it's one of the things that I kind of dreaded, dreaded a lot. So I dreaded this wedding a lot, and I did not want a reception. Um, I had friends, and but I wasn't close to the people my mom's close with, and her ward and her neighborhood. Um, they kind of were very rude to our family because it was so large and. I just never connected with anyone. So I just wanted a simple wedding with just family and friends, immediate family, and some nephews in them. Because that's all I could really afford. I just wanted a luncheon and that's it. And so that's when I was really nervous to talk to my mom. And my husband's like, why are you so nervous? And I was like, uh, you don't know my mom during weddings. And she'll have a say in it. And he's like, whatever. She's like the nicest person ever. I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> so as we went in to go tell her, like, hey, mom, um, yeah, I don't want a reception. She, 
just like, what? I swear her eyes were like ready to pop out of her head. Not joking. Um, I just didn't want to invite the neighbors. They never supported me. They never did much for me. There's a few families. Okay. I give you take that. But they were more of her friends. And she she's all about her friends being there. Being there for her. And it's not my thing. And so I, it was hard for my husband to understand. Like why does she want this big thing? When it's my day. Um, honestly. I don't know what to tell you. Luckily I'm the one dealing with her. It's my mom. Um, and it's not my mother-in-law. And so I was kind of nervous because my husband just like saw that kind of changing. And that's just the first part of it. Like the second part is even more scary. Like after months of debating back and forth, hey, I don't want this reception. Please, please, please. I just want family and I just want my friends. Please. Finally, she gave in. And I was so grateful because I didn't want hundreds of people where I stood in the line and said, hi, how are you? Thank you. Thank you. And I don't know half of their faces. That's just not who I am. I'm just small. Keep it small. Keep it cheap. Whatever. I'm happy. Right? I don't know if most of you guys are like that, but that's how I am. And part of being me is wanting to get married on Cinco de Mayo. I know a lot of you are laughing, but honestly, I thought it'd be fun. Like kind of having a fiesta, having a piñata for my niece's nephew and like having salsa and chips at the table, each tables and like enchilada casseroles everyone could just make and bring and kind of like a barbecue. And I was fine with that, but no, my mom freaked out. I'm not even kidding. She was like, we don't celebrate the holiday. I mean, she doesn't celebrate it, but, you know, usually teenagers and young adults tend to do that kind of thing. And she was not having it. (laughs) No, she was not having it at all. We even offered to just do an ice cream stand to go cheaper. She even liked that idea. But she let my sister do that for her wedding, my younger sister, after me. And we're like, well, okay, whatever. Um, Our wedding's over with, so whatever it was and that's the thing my mom just is hard to compromise with and and my husband just like took me aside and was like do you know what it's not worth the struggle maybe we should go elope and I was like sure I think we should go elope let's just go but on his family too was would get pretty offended if we just did that And so we kind of had our compromise and work with each other and keep going and motivating each other to do, to be better and get this thing over with because, oh, I just wanted it over with. I think after all those setbacks we had with my mom, I could see that my relationship building even better with my husband. He tried helping situations and assuring me that It was all just a wedding, no matter what, we were always going to be together. And this was a great booster for us, um, for our relationship, because it showed, like, even though he saw that the in-law, my mother-in-law kind of side, his mother-in-law kind of side, I knew he could handle it. And I think that's important in a relationship, because they can, once they see that and help you through those hard times, and he's willing to keep going and doing that for you. Um, other than some things now are different. But that's a different thing. 
So I'm just glad he managed to see how crazy my mom was before we got married and how he still loved me no matter what. And I think that's always, always important, ladies, it is. So now that all that was situated, it wasn't even over. No, the worst was probably the fight I had with my mom. And all the in-laws, everybody who was helped setting up tables were there. I mean, our bells were ringing, we're hours away from getting married, and my mom and I had this fight. And it was over stupid tables of where we wanted them situated. Honestly, I think I should have just let it go because it's so stupid to think I fought and had this whole theatrical um, theater going of drama that everyone saw and I embarrassed myself. I truly embarrassed myself. Because I took the situation and went above. And I'm usually a, a pacifist. I don't even like dealing with fighting and things. Um, I'm one that doesn't like to speak up because I don't want to hurt people's feelings. But this was just like, why are you getting involved? This is my idea. This is what we wanted. But in the end, like I said, my mom is one who doesn't let things go and she has to win. So I let her have her way with the tables and I look back and think whatever it was just tables it it could have been better how how the wedding was but honestly it doesn't change the moments of how we felt that day it really doesn't and um so that's always a good and I feel like in this circumstance I was dealing with my mom and not my mother-in-law because it's more of like the bride like a wedding is kind of like a bride's thing so like I dealt with that horrible circumstance. Whereas if I know some girls who are meeting their mother-in-law first and they want to just kind of take control of the wedding. Like they want to pick out the dress. They want to be there, pick out the tables, the, the colors and all that. And I dealt with that with my mom. And so um, I just felt I knew her personality, knew what she wanted. And I met eye to eye with her, even though we had that little fight with the tables in the end. I didn't want to push anyone's buttons and I let my mother-in-law do things. I let my sister-in-law do things and it all worked out. Um, so in these last remarks I have, I have a few brides who have mother-in-law issues and how they fix them during their time of their wedding. So the first one is my future mother-in-law is super needy and texts me multiple times per day asking random questions. After weeks of asking about my dress, I sent her pictures of the final dress I wanted. Um, she texted me a picture of other dresses, making me feel crushed inside because I felt like she didn't want what I had. Um, I ended up telling her I bought the dress already when in reality I didn't. Is that bad that I'm lying to her? So Charlie was one of the good friends I have. And she dealt with the situation because um, after the wedding, she ended up never bringing up the dress situation, even though she may have lied to her mother-in-law. But her husband assured her, like, I'd rather you not tell her because that would hurt her feelings more, like a white lie, than say anything at all. So that was one way one of my friends handled a mother-in-law situation. So my other friend Tammy, she wrote that her mother-in-law came from an amazing place and had wonderful, she has a wonderful heart, just as lots of moms do, but that she's grateful for her help, but as 
um, she had her mother-in-law had tons of opinions, and I'm sure we all have those mother-in-laws, moms, and father-in-laws. But um, she and her mom were extremely strong-willed and tried to step in and did a lot, like too much, like handling of the wedding. And she ended up, she couldn't take it. She couldn't take all the changes that her mother-in-law were doing. She kept changing the venue. She kept changing the caterers. She kept changing the colors. And so finally she just said, hey, I'm just going to do it all myself. I, I, it's stressing me out. I don't have time. Um, please just let me do it. Um, she also didn't mention though that her friend, her bridesmaid actually helped too. But, um, I think in that situation, it really helped her relationship with her mom because she she kind of set boundaries from the beginning. And that's always important. I want everyone to know that set boundaries from the beginning. And I think my friend Tammy did because she let her mother-in-law know, Hey, I can only handle so much. And usually when moms know that already, they tend to stop get married, right? Um, I'm sure others have horse stories or better ones, worse ones or whatever. I just hope it all works out for you guys. And I would love to hear more of how your relationships grow from living, being married, having kids, um, working with in-laws, um, ends up happening because I'm doing all those situations in my life right now. I work with them, live with, I've lived with them. Um, I'm vacationing with them and I want to share that with you, the experience I have, how I dealt with them. I would appreciate it if you guys all give me a good rating on living with the in-laws and hope you guys listen on to the next one because this is dealing with in-laws on a honeymoon because my in-laws actually went on my honeymoon with me and you would have to hear that story to believe it. So tune in next time. <laughs>